I am so glad that you are joining Cindy LeFevre Yorks for this episode of His GPS for Your SOS. We pray these encouraging words will enrich and bless your day. Defeating Perfectionism Sometimes in life you read something and it hits you right between the eyes. That happened to me when I was reading this biting quote from author John Acuff. Perfectionism is just fear wearing a tuxedo. It masquerades as a character trait, as if it's an asset, but it's not. It's a poison that pretends to be a vitamin. Wow. I've written extensively in my three books about perfectionism. It's a tricky topic. My mother was a perfectionist. I had to work through some things about perfectionism in my life because of the damage it did to my self-esteem. I loved my mother, so don't be worried. It's just a fact. To this day, I avoid ironing, and I struggle with some aspects of self-loathing in areas where I feel I don't measure up. But over time, with prayer and patience, I've let grace wash over me. I try to extend that grace to myself as well as to others. It wasn't always so. I remember one of the ways that the trap of perfectionism crept into my parenting. My young children were helping decorate the Christmas tree. My mother had taught me a rigid system of ornament hanging. The bulbs went inside. Unique ornaments, small to large, were placed from top to bottom. All were grouped according to their color families. See what I mean? Perfectionism. So that holiday season, when I corrected my oldest from straying from the ground rules, he simply abandoned the effort. Though I probably over-dramatize any scars he might have from the experience, I've apologized profusely on many a holiday occasion since. Even in the time of writing this meditation, I had an opportunity to extend more of that perfectionless grace. I ordered some hanging shelves for my home office recently. My husband, who doesn't love the honeydews, agreed to hang them for me. He did this with all the measuring required to ensure a successful outcome. But despite the correct wall measurements, it turned out that the floor wasn't level and it threw off the end result. My frustrated handyman husband gruffly announced, there's no way to make this thing straight. I just had to laugh. The metaphor was all too telling. Nothing's going to be perfect this side of eternity. Our perceptions are skewed. Our foundations are crooked and flawed. Our measurements are found to be wanting. So we have two choices. We can demand unattainable perfection, or we can let grace wash over every situation. It's our choice. When we choose grace, we choose love and acceptance of imperfections large and small, and above all, inevitable. The disciple Peter knew this all too well, as he passed his wisdom along in 1 Peter 4.8. There we read, Above all, love one another deeply, because love covers a multitude of sins. Peter was your basic overachiever. Maybe some of you identify with him. When he was approached by Jesus for foot washing in the upper room before he was crucified, he balked at first, but then he offered to wash his hands and his feet, or have Jesus do it, rather, once Jesus explained the importance of being washed clean. Later, as we read in the account, on the eve of Jesus' crucifixion, Peter learned all too well how he would need grace. He stood outside the courtyard of the high priest's house and denied even knowing Jesus three separate times after declaring in the upper room that he would die for him. It's interesting to note that grace and perfectionism cannot coexist. It's my hope and prayer that today you will join me in choosing grace in all your dealings, 
It's definitely a WWJD choice. What would Jesus do? And when we make it, everyone's blessed in the doing. Here's an excerpt from my second book, The Trap Door, Dodging Self-Esteem Barbs, The Performance Trap. Whenever I see a wrinkled item of clothing, a sense of dread casts an impending shadow over me. My fear of not being able to iron something stops me from even trying. I can still hear the consternation of my mother, who was a perfectionist in all her undertakings. She would see something I'd attempted to iron and find great fault with it. Thankfully, I'm living in an age of permanent press and dry cleaning. Most of us experience a performance trap like this that prevents us from undertaking or completing one task or another because we're pretty sure we can't satisfy our inner critic. This inner critic stems from lies the enemy loves to tell you about yourself. He wants you to wallow in your imperfections so you will be rendered paralyzed and afraid to undertake the tasks God has set before you. Ironically, God, the author and perfecter of our faith, and that's from Hebrews 12 too, not only knows we aren't perfect, He graciously accepts our imperfections. His power is made perfect in our weakness, and that's from 2 Corinthians 12, 9. The quest for perfectionism not only serves to enslave the victim, it also serves the master of the inner critic who is never satisfied. In fact, when we strive for perfectionism, we are placing more importance on a task than God is by trying to appease something inside of us which doesn't reflect a godly motive. Any extra time needlessly spent on perfecting something might even detract you from the service God wants you to undertake but which you find you have no leftover time to accomplish. Sometimes the stronghold of perfectionism is so fierce that it discourages people from trying to follow God at all. Like the wrinkled clothing that prompts dread in me, the idea of trying to lead a clean and righteous life feels all too impossible to try to undertake sometimes. Fortunately, the God of grace and mercy that we serve recognizes that we sin and fall short, and that's from Romans 3.23. When men were ready to stone the woman caught in adultery in John 8, 10-11, Jesus told the crowd that whoever was without sin was welcome to pick up the first stone. No one present was able to do that, but Jesus, who was without sin, instead told her to go home, that he did not condemn her, but that he should go and sin no more. While it's true we will never be able to say that we lead perfect lives this side of eternity, we can follow the perfect one to the best of our ability confessing failures without wallowing in them and pressing on with confidence thanks to His perfect grace. And the key to kingdom living is do things well for the Lord while taking care not to give in to the trap of perfectionism. And the doorpost is, Martha, Martha, you are worried and bothered and anxious about many things, but only one thing is necessary, for Mary has chosen the good part, which shall not be taken from her. And that's from Luke 10, 41 to 42. Thank you for tuning in today to his GPS for your SOS. Cindy also posts encouragement daily on Instagram. Her first two books in her Planned Door Devotion Trilogy are available on Amazon. Her bi-monthly blogs can be found at cindyyorks.com.